Welcome back, Dodecadorks. We're the 12-sided guy. Yeah! <laughs> we are! <laughs> Should we read another? <laughs> nope, it's great. <laughs> nope, this is good. Let's Wait. flow. We have Scott as Ornan. At your service. Sabrina as Sylvie. Oh, hello. Jordan as Magram. You're most welcome. Matt as Guy. That is my name. Don't wear it out. And me, Paul, as the giant water snake about to rip into our party. Want to hear my impression of a giant water snake about to rip into our party? Yes. Hiss. Splash. Hiss. <laughs> Chomp. Hiss. Gulp. Hiss. Yum. Hiss. TPK. Hiss. Splash. Hiss. GG. Okay, everyone. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Please, hey, dude, one of our <laughs> listeners needs to take that clip and uh, isolate just that part and put a cool beat under it. Well, okay, everyone, voting has ended. Ballots have been counted. Chads have been dangled. And we have a victor in the race. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have a victor I'm in the sure race. I'm pretty sure they were hanging Chads, not dangling Chads. That's Dangling Chads. No, they were hanging Chads. <laughs> they were hanging Chads? Okay, Chads have been hanged. Anyway, we have a victor. Wait, Magram? That's me. <laughs> we have a victor. Ah, ah, ah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. One of those no, nights. It's all good. It's all good. Well, we have a victor in the race for the party name of Campaign 2. As a successor to the wildly popular Nari and the Boys from the Crystal Codex campaign, we are pleased to announce your choice for Campaign 2 is... Wilhelm and Associates, which, of course, is short for the Law Offices of Wilhelm and Associates, PLLC. Now, this announcement has bigger ramifications than just a name. It also means that you can finally go to our shop at 12sidedguys.com shop and get your very own character buttons for the chorus of the forsaken campaign collect the whole set (gasps) yeah i didn't even know that i'm so excited well and for those of you keeping count the current leader in sales for character buttons is (gasps) still fine anyway if you are a (laughs) love honestly i'm kind of sad though i was kind of hoping that the 92 portland trailblazers would kind of come from behind as a dark horse and win it all well, anyway, if you or a loved one have been injured, it is... Re- oh, never mind. Sorry. that I was kind of getting into the whole Wilhelm and Associates shtick. But seriously, if you ever got sentenced to death simply for eating some guy's lunch at the Millennial Fair, then this podcast is for you. It's Chorus of the Forsaken, episode 24. Okay, but that court was rigged. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that ha always like surprised me. I've got the music going through my brain right now. And I'm like, do I dare try to sing it? Thank you, Matt, I for did. taking that I burden dared. away from me. <laughs> I done Darren. <laughs> Well, welcome back 
to Via Severia and the city of Redlam. The last time that we were together, our heroes went and confronted Aliona about Dilar being shipped off with the Baron on their way to Mirloff, one of the most um, protected and secretive cities in the entire country. Our heroes, Wilhelm and Associates, were concerned that Dilar would not be safe. Uh, Aliona assured everyone that she did her best using what connections she had, including mentioning the name of someone called the Earthen Crown. Um, and that Dilar was as safe as possible and assuring everyone that Dilar also was not alone uh, there on the ship heading down the river towards Mirloff. After- Can I just say really quick that I almost, mm-hmm. I came this close to naming that episode just what the hell. <laughs> what the hell? After talking with uh, Eliona, she gave them a lead on somebody who might know something about the Silent Voice. If you recall, the Silent Voice is a group of arcane magic users in the city of Redlam who are uh, keeping a low profile because of the acolytes of Aona who have been hunting arcane spell users, arcane magic users. The name was Philibert Longriver, and he was a halfling man who is a port authority, a um, a customs official uh, at the docks here in Redlam. Our party went to the docks again, and uh, Sylvie, using some very... um, uh, what's it? I, I was going to say thieves can't or good discussion skills, but Sylvie... (laughs) Sylvie just being... Sylvie... (laughs) But Sylvie, just being Sylvie, was able to uh, let this man, Philibert, know that they were interested in talking to him about uh, the silent voice. They were then told to meet him at a small cafe slash bar called the Black Dog. Uh, As they got there, they found a booth and Philibert came and joined them and they had a long discussion about the silent voice and about things going on in the city. Magrum decided to sit away from the rest of the group at the bar where he noticed that there was a tiefling man with a sword at his waist who was also angling himself towards the table trying to hear the conversation. Um, As Philibert finished the conversation and left, the tiefling man left just a couple of minutes later. Our heroes then decided to go back to the Oaken Throne and get some rest before venturing into the uh, storm drain grate that they had discovered at the end of our last session uh, with the markings indicating potentially something with um, the previous kingdom of Oclaria, uh, uh, potentially some uh, ruins or some uh, sign of that ancient civilization similar to what they found along the road on their way to Redlam. Basically, we thought it'd be fun D&D. <laughs> <laughs> what a mistake. Um, as they were getting ready for bed, uh, magic items were um, were examined, including uh, the sword and the boots of Kestrel, one of the crows of the uh, Ravenstone clan. And Sylvie was able to spend some time with uh, her book about the flora, fauna, and merryweather of this northern half of Via Severa. Uh, Vio Severia, gaining some valuable insight into changes uh, in the um, the natural cycles of the area. And Guy decided to summon Prance. Wait, did you summon Prance full? I can't remember. 
I did summon Prancifal. I resummoned Prancifal. Yes, he is now back with the party. So Guy resummoned Prancifal as well as decided to try to contact the name that had popped up in his book when it fell from his waist, uh, the name Draven Hartwood. As Guy wrote to this Draven Hartwood, a response came in the book as Guy asked uh, this person's name or family, the uh, person Draven Hartwood uh, replied that he is a Hartwood, but he does have some connection to the Covington family. And Guy immediately closed the book and stopped writing to him. As everyone then went to sleep and woke up at about five o'clock in the morning, our party Wilhelm and Associates sneaked down to this grate, popped it open and went down into the storm drains and sewers beneath the city of Redlam. As they wound their way through tunnels and downstairs and around corners, they managed to find a, an area that they assumed was directly below the gaze of the two statues of Saskia, the last queen of Ocleria. They came into this large open room. There was water filling the majority of it. On the far side of the room, they can see a staircase going up to a doorway. But in the middle of the room, there is a platform that rises up out of this murky, uh, disgusting, stinky water. And in the middle of that uh, platform, there is a staircase going down. Our party, in gazing about the room, they saw similar um, mosaic tile work to the uh, ruins of Ocleria, the sunburst, the yellow sunburst with orange and red flames coming off of it on a field of white are decorating the tile below the water level. And as our party was considering what to do next, they noticed a ripple in the water and crashing out of the water, spraying poop and pee water everywhere. No! A, gi- <laughs> a giant... Not the poo and the pee pee! I know! <laughs> a giant and I have blue no jars and- to catch it. A giant blue and green snake reared up and was about to attack the party. And that is where we're at right now in this large room, 100 feet by 100 feet, dominated by water and this blue and green snake about ready to attack. So we are going to start by rolling initiative. Ornan got a four. And Sylvie got a 10. Gee got a nat 20 for a 22. Woohoo! Uh, Mogram rolled a 2 and a 3 for his initiative, so he got officially a 4 for his initiative. <laughs> Good oh thing you have advantage on initiative rolls. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Really saved the bacon that time. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, then we are going to start this battle just to quickly to remind everybody of what is going on. Our party is at the north side of this room, standing on a platform that is above the water. There is a staircase leading down into the water. Uh, it's hard to say how deep it is, but it's going to be over your head uh, to the uh, to the bottom. Uh, there is this central uh, platform that comes up out of the water with staircases on all four sides leading back up to the top of that platform. And then in the center of that platform is a staircase that descends. And then in the southeast corner there is another platform that you can access with a staircase and then a staircase leading up to a doorway out of this room there are pipes that are on all the walls funneling more and more water into this area as you recall last time it is storming outside the rain is pounding down large droplets that soak you to the bone but we are underground and we're going to start with Guy. Guy, what are you going to do so this platform is about uh, 10 feet deep, so 10 feet between the wall and 
the where the water edge is and about 60 or so feet long. I'm on the far end of it and I'm actually okay being there because I'm just going to lob some arcane bursts. But first, I'm going to write a, a castigating inscription on this uh, giant uh, anaconda snake. Fantastic. It is now castigated. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You your anaconda very often, do you, huh? <laughs> and then I'm going to go ahead. His anaconda ain't got none. <laughs> uh, Unless it's been castigated, son? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, guys. Um, okay, so I cast an arcane burst. The first one is a 17. That will hit. Okay, so that will do... Um, thir- uh, 16 force damage. Ooh, big hit. And the second one, the Amber Crow, is only 11 to hit. That will miss. Okay. This thing has big, thick scales. It looks like it is well armored just naturally. Uh, this thing's got to be like, you know, coiled up. It's probably going to be, I don't know, um, like a 10 foot circle, but it's probably at least 30 feet long. Um, and you can't even see all of its body uh, as it rears up out of this murky water. All right, Guy, is that your whole turn? I'm just going to move a little bit move farther away from the rest of the team, like about 10 <laughs> feet from the rest of the team, uh, in case it has some AOE attacks. Francival uh, gotcha. is also here with us. Uh, he's just going to move back behind me. Oh, I missed him. He's so I cute. Know. He's so cute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, very good. All right. That brings us now to Sylvie. Sylvie, what are you going to do? Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I am going to cast a second level bitch bolt <laughs> and see if I can get this dude. Okay. So let's see. That is going to be a, a 19 to hit. That will hit, yes. Nice. Okay. 13 lightning damage. Nice. And he's electrocuted because he's in poo-poo and pee-pee, right? <laughs> and now I mean... he's just flailing and he's done and he's crisped and we're good. <laughs> pee-pee is conductive. It. Yeah, <laughs> pee pee is, but, but the poo 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 is a is a uh, is an a insulator. Uh, yeah, insulator. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they negate each other. All right. Well, very good. Anything else that Sylvie wants to do, or is she going to stay put? Uh, I think Sylvie might. Yeah, actually, Sylvie's just going to kind of stay put at this point. Okay. All right. Well, very good. It is now this creature's turn. Uh, this creature does have a swim speed. Um, it is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. It rears up onto the platform, slapping its big, thick, heavy body onto the stone right in front of Magram and Ornan. Rearing up, it lets out this huge hiss, and it is going to make two attacks, one with a bite and one with a tail. The bite attack is coming towards Ornan. Ornan, does a natural one hit you? No, it does not. No, probably not. Okay, and the tail attack is coming also at Ornan, and does a ooh that's gonna hit you. That probably does hits. a yeah, does a twenty four hit. Yeah, it does. All right, here we go. You are going to take two d ten plus three damage. That is going to be twelve damage. That is, is it piercing damage. Oh, sorry, that is yes, that is not magical damage. That is bludgeoning okay. damage. Okay. All right, you are also now grappled. Ah, this thing's got a hold of me. And I need one more thing. Oh, no. I need you to... Um, I need you... Wait, let's see here. Uh, let me read this real quick. 
Uh, actually, you, you are, okay, you're grappled. Very good, okay. That brings us now to, who's got the higher uh, initiative, Magrim or Ornan? Uh, my dex is only one, so. It's 12, so it's plus one. Yeah, I've got a 12 on dex. Yeah, uh, Ornan can go first. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm cool with whatever. We can have Ornan go first. Ornan, at the beginning of your turn, I need you to make a constitution save, difficulty 13. All right, let's 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 uh, see what happens. Oh my goodness, I got a nine. <laughs> have you succeeded in a constitution saving throw yet? No, and I have plus six on my constitution saves. <laughs> oh, okay, so Ornan, oh. you... Um, uh, you feel this, there's something on the skin, on the scales of this snake. It's not just the water. There's something oily on its skin as well. Oh, gross. You feel it getting <laughs> on you and it's as you, poo. some of it got in your mouth. on this thing. It's as, you try, poo. as you try to cough it out, um, you feel your body begin to stiffen and you feel your joints begin to uh, to stiffen up and not be able to move, you are restrained Okay. at this point. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay, now you get to make your move. Since you are restrained, you cannot move. Um, you can try to escape. The difficulty to escape is a 12, um, but um, you are, um, right now, you have disadvantage being uh, being restrained. And what would the check be to try and escape? Would be athletics, acrobatics? Athletics or acrobatics. Um, Ornan's going to try and wriggle his way out with some athletics. I only got a 12. I don't know what the DC was. That is exactly what you needed. (gasps) Oh, nice. That is exactly. So you are no longer restrained or grappled. You still feel that your joints are stiffening up, though. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. Um... Awesome. So that was my action. Um, I guess that's uh, that's all I can do. Well, next time I'll try and hit him, I guess. <laughs> all right. That now brings us to Magram. Magram, what are you going to do? You've got this thing right in front of you. Um, you can see that it is massive. You can actually see this oily sheen on its scales as well. Ugh, man, that's super gross. Um Here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like seeing this creature here. I'm going to uh, pull out a hyper and toxic dart. Um, okay. And this is my this is my reflavoring of channel divinity. But basically, as an action, I can curse this creature. In this case, he'll get stuck with this hyper and toxin, which is going to kind of amplify the pain he experiences. Okay. And until the end of my next turn, the next time he gets hit by an attack, he'll have vulnerability and will take double damage against that that attack. Does he get to make a save or anything, or it just happens? It just happens. Oh, gosh. Okay. So that was my action, and I'm going to yell out um, to Guy and say, Guy, he will be vulnerable to your next strike. Hit him hard. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to quickly load up an analgesic dart and pump that into Ornan's arm from nearby to heal him for seven healing. Ah, that feels great. All right. Anything else you want to do? Do you want to move? You want to stay put? Uh, I mean, if I try to move, really, I yeah, maybe exactly. maybe I will. 
I will sla- sidestep at least a little bit in hopes that okay. if he has some cone effect thing, I can distribute it a little bit more. Yeah, you kind of you stay in his threat range, but you move away from Sylvian Ornan. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, very cool. All right, if that is your turn, we are now going to move back up to Guy's turn. Guy, what are you going to do? Uh, so Guy is going to shout out Rutis and do a charged arcane burst, uh, which is 4d8. He needs to make a DC 15 con save or take this full damage. Uh, he rolled a natural 20, so he is going to take half damage. Boo. Are you kidding me? And then I only rolled a 10. I rolled a 6, a 1, a 1, and a 2 on damage. So it's a 10. So it's a 5. Double damage is 10. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh. oh, that was so oh. bad. Oh, it happens. You did right, your anything, best. Anything else you want to do? I rolled a 10 on 4d8. Oh, jeez. Uh... I'll just say, whoops, sorry. And that's my turn. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right, Sylvia, it's your turn. You are within this thing's threat range as well, but you still have your connection, your electrical connection with your bitch bolt. Yeah, I will will zap this little guy. Um, Okay. Oh, hell yeah, brother. That's a 12. Is that max damage? Yes. Yeah, nice. All right. I should have just held off and let you do it. (laughs) Um, All right. Am I able to take a step back without him lashing out at me, or am I too close? You are too. You're in his threat range. If you take a step back out of the way, then he will get an attack of opportunity against you with his bite. All right. Well, I'm just gonna hang out. Okay. Well, in that case, it's now his turn. And now that Mogram has moved, there are now three targets to choose from. Uh, there is Ornan, uh, Mogram, or Sylvie. So first <sighs> off, the bite attack. Who is that one coming towards? That one is coming towards Magram. Magram, a bite is coming your way. Does a 17 hit you? Oh, it just hits. All right. You are going to take some damage. You are going to take... Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I hate you a little bit, Paul. That was maximum piercing uh. damage. That is 3d6 plus 3. That is going to be 21 damage. Are oh, you still standing? Man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Are you still standing? I am still standing. Okay. But that was, a, that was a chunk of my HP for sure. And you also take eight poison damage. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Are you still standing? I am still standing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is such a surprise. Oh, okay. That is the bite attack. Now it is time for the tail attack. That is going to be... Oh, uh, that, oh sorry. I rolled the wrong thing. That is going to be an attack towards Ornan. Ornan, does a 14 hit you? A 14 will miss. Okay. All right. Um, I need... That is this thing's turn. Actually, this thing is now going to, um, as it is now below half hit points, it is going to slink back into the water, leaving Sylvie, Ornan, and Magram's threat range. That's five feet. You guys can take a tax opportunity if you would like to. Hell yeah. Sure. Ornan got a 17 to hit. Uh, you hit. Uh, Magram got a 22 to hit. Okay, that hits. Uh, Ornan dealt 12 damage. Sylvie got an 11 to hit. All right, so Ornan, you take 12 damage. You, you deal 12 damage. That is going to be a lot of damage. How, are you, how much are you going to deal, uh, Magram? Three damage. 
three damage. Okay, Magram, go ahead and make a constitution save as you slash this creature and it splashes you with some of that oily goodness. Constitution difficulty 13. Oh, gosh. Yikes. Okay. Uh, 19. All right. You you do not feel the same effects that Ornan is feeling as it slinks away. 5, 10. It's back in the water and swimming around. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. It is now moving back towards the center of the room. Um, And we now come to Ornan's turn. Ornan. Ornan, you're not using your pick. You're using the, the new short sword. I did roll that. Did you say that in character, or were you <laughs> noticing? I was noticing on roll twenty. I mean, okay, all uh, of us would have seen your your Ornan using a sword instead of a pick. Yeah, Ornan, Ornan is holding a short sword for some reason. Well, it's a fancy short sword. It's got it's got it's we we learned the stats of it we last time. We know it's magic. It's yeah. classy as hell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so um, let me see how this works. All right, Ornan, it is your turn. Go ahead and roll that constitution save again. Oh, I've got to make it again? Okay. I got an 18 that time. Oh, nice. You feel your joints starting to move correctly again, starting to, to loosen up um, as, uh, as your body fights off whatever, uh, whatever this thing had, uh, had done to you. All right. Um, Ornan, what are you going to do? It's your turn. Uh, okay. Ornan's going to run as far as he can. Let me just measure real quick. My full movement I can get. I'm still like 15 feet away from him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's in the water. I'm going to hold my action. If he gets within threat range of me, I'm going to take my attack with the intention that if I hit, I want to use my skeletal brand on him. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't know what gender the snake is. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll that'll be my turn for now. I'm pretty sure that it was male, but it's been castigated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That brings us now to Magrim. Magrim, what are you going to do? Ooh. um, I need to heal myself. So I am going to... I'm going to use a slightly larger analgesic dart, and instead of putting it in the crossbow... I'm going to just jam it into my leg um, as a bonus action. So this is my reflavored healing word. I'm just imagining you taking this giant dart, loading it into your crossbow, and then pointing it right at your own neck. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret, no, you have so much to live for. Oh jeez! I was I was picturing Pulp Fiction with the big dart sticking out of your chest. Oh jeez! Yeah, Uma Thurman. Yeah, Uma nice. Thurman. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then I will I will then load the crossbow with a uh, Hemexton Venom dart. Okay. Um, and launch this at the creature. It'll need to make a DC 15 Wisdom save. Oh, that is going to fail. It rolled a natural seven, which puts it at a six. Cool. So it will take. Because it's taken damage, it's a D12, Ooh. and it's 17 damage. What? So 2D12, nice. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Wait, okay, so 17 damage. Okay, I, I did the math wrong. Not that it's going to matter. Okay, um, <laughs> Magrum, fantastic. This thing is, uh, you can see like blood and oil and stuff like starting to coat the top of this of the water down here as this thing has been hit so hard by you. Anything else you want to do? No, that's, that is it. 
Okay, Sylvia, it's your turn. You are still connected. Nope, you skipped me. Oh, Guy, it is your turn. And, We're back at the honestly, top of the round. I think Sylvia's disconnected because it's more than 30 feet away. FYI, when it comes to her turn. Oh, yeah. No worries. So Guy will go ahead and um, come forward a little bit up past um, past Mogrim so that if it comes back for some melee attacks, I'll be the target. Um, I forget sometimes that I have decent HP and better armor than anybody else in the party um so i'll go ahead and throw a couple more um arcane bursts at it all right rooptis <laughs> Ooh, whoa okay so first one is a 23 to hit okay that'll hit so the blue ball hits for eight no 11 damage okay what does that look like as this thing is struck with your rooptis ball of energy Sorry, actually, hold up. It, it hits for 17. I was looking at the attack roll for the second one that missed. Um, oh, okay, sorry. So the, the, the blue ball hits for 17 damage, force damage. Okay, tell me what this looks like as this giant snake is hit by your arcane power. So it's under the water, uh, right, swimming away, and mm-hmm. um, I move up to the edge of the of the water and the quote-unquote water um (laughs) and i go ahead and launch uh those two blasts at it and the the blue the blue ball dang it (laughs) the blue ball of energy no i can't say blue ball guys (laughs) (laughs) you uh gave the snake the blue balls jeez so the the ball of energy um just kind of uh that happens to be blue it happens to be blue. Shoots, <laughs> it shoots out from the palm of my hand. And it, when it hits the water, it actually doesn't cause the water to ripple at all. It just kind of right through the water and smacks the snake and uh, right in the side of the head. And it kind of breaks its neck. And now this, this snake's neck is bent off at a weird angle. Yeah, it starts to float up towards the top of the water. You can see the water now is being coated with blood and ichor and this oily substance and we are going to cue victory music woo hell yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> so we are uh so here we are we're in this you think large we can make a coat out of these scales guys <laughs> i don't know that i want to touch those scales look what they've been in how you feeling, Mogram and Ornan? I'm feeling all right. Oh, really bad. Yeah? Is it because of how gross the water that snake was in uh, is? I mean, that's probably part of it. I've got a little in my ear here. I'm trying to knock it out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck. It's not- oh, That's an infection. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's totally an infection. I have some penicillin <laughs> back at the place. It's like a fungal oh. juice. You could put it in there. You'll love it because it's made of fungus. Uh, fantastic. Oh, Ornan, there's, um, there's something solid in there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, God, no. Oh, dear me. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. One more thing I forgot to describe here in this room. I described it last time we were together, but I didn't describe it this time. Uh, here by this staircase uh, that leads down into the water, there's also this old rowboat with an old paddle. It looks like it is floating, um, but it does not look like it's in very good repair. Um, so, yeah, that's what you got. You got this floating rowboat that's tied off to the banister here, and then you see this snake floating in the water. 
Paul, I have a, I have a mechanics it question all for you. down here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have yes. a question about. I have a question about mechanics. If we were to find an alchemy jar for for Magrim, could he use it to produce urine? Oh God! The unlimited supply. <laughs> you know what? I think late. he could. Yeah, Who yeah, needs yeah, an he alchemy could. jar? Uh-huh. <laughs> he could. <laughs> okay. Um, let me take a look at this boat. See if it seems seaworthy, since I do have that you know, training <laughs> in oh vehicle slash vehicles parentheses water. Can I make oh a check to see if this yeah. thing looks like it'll at least handle one of us at a time? Yeah, not a problem. I have the ability to to misty step. Oh yeah, I have that too. I could I could pop people over there, but um, I'd like to use the it boat. Looks to like I'm if going I can. to be taking a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. So what check do you <laughs> no, ever make, Paul? Uh, make an investigation check. Ooh, investigation. Or perception. Investigation or perception. Oh, nice. Perception it is. Uh, that's an 18 perception. It looks like this boat could handle um, two of the little guys um, or one per, one of you big guys um, at a time. Uh, it looks like as soon as you like start to push it, like the, it, it, it's... It, uh, it's very close. The water is very close to coming in over the over the lip of the edge. It's kind of listing to one side as well. Um, so uh, yeah, one person at a time to be safe. Yeah, Sylvia or, is a hundred percent gonna try to to <laughs> misty step and not go on this nasty <laughs> boat. Okay. I've got some rope here in my pack. If I tie the rope to the boat and you hold one end, I could row to the other side and then you could pull the boat back to you. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, even just giving it a good shove. Yes. Yeah, it's about it's about thirty feet from the central platform edge back to the platform that you guys are standing on right now. Well, should we sail over? Let's give it a shot. Or row over? I guess it's not sailing. There's no sail on this thing. I- I'm happy to go first. If you'd like to hold this rope, I'll affix it to the boat. Okay. Okay. Here you go, Owen, yeah. and hold this rope. <laughs> all, right. all right. With your system you have rigged up, it doesn't take long at all to get everyone across. Even Pranciful uh, is able to get all the way across to this central platform and this... Oh, I don't even chance it with Pranciful. I, I boop him away and then I'll boop him back once I'm across. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> all right, very good. So you all managed to get across to this central platform um, and um, there is a staircase, a spiraling, a spiral staircase spiraling down into the earth. Um, as you look here at this staircase and you look around it at the at the at the the floor that's beneath the surface of the water, you can see that there are uh, these tile this tile work of this sun motif that you have seen before, and you think you're probably in the right place uh, to figure out what's going on uh, with some of these uh, ancient ruins of Oclaria. I want to tie the boat off on this side so it doesn't like drift away. <laughs> Okay, good idea. In that in that uh, suspicious-looking current that bobs up and down <laughs> a little bit. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I want everyone to make a perception check as you guys are um, as you guys are uh, are are standing here in the center platform. Central platform. Ornan got an eight. Hey, Sylvie got an eight. Guy got a nat twenty for a twenty-four. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Markram got a fourteen twice. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I would say with the natural 20, um, what you can see is uh, Guy. Um, you can see that along the walls here that there are some high water marks. 
And you can see that right now the water is not at the high water mark, but it looks like the water in this chamber um, will actually um, it will rise and fall. And when you look at the at the far wall and the and the high water marks, you actually can tell that the high water mark is um, slightly above this platform that you are standing on. Does that make sense? Oh, so it could come flowing down the stairs. Yeah, uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah, gross. Um, as you're looking at this, as you're looking at this, this this platform you're standing on, um, it looks like this platform you're standing on is is relatively old. Some of these pipes that feed water in here are they seem to be newer with your natural twenty perception, and you get the impression potentially that when uh, some of this city was built up around uh, whatever is down here, uh, that this. Uh, this staircase, this chamber, whatever it is down below, uh, was used as a sort of a, of a water runoff for uh, to keep the city from flooding in the event of um, like heavy downpours or or flooding from the river or the lake. Okay, okay. This is this is like a drainage, uh, like a, a safety valve almost. All right, everybody, uh, be watch your step. Be careful. It looks like these stairs are going to be slippery. <laughs> There's a turd on the first step. Oh, delightful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So are you guys going to go down? Somebody was eating corn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. All right. Are you guys going down or what are you guys going to do? Oh, we're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're here. (laughs) We're going down. Just kill the poop snake. How can we not, you know? (laughs) Kill the poop snake. (laughs) Um, Anyone who wants to make a nature check can. I've killed a poop snaker once in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I will will roll a nature check. Oh, that's a nat 20 for a 24 nature check. Oh, nice. I'm not going to roll it. I'm not trained. I have a zero in nature, so I won't roll. And I rolled two 11s. Not that I had an advantage. I just <laughs> accidentally had advantage that time. But still rolled two 11s. I think right, this game is busted. I'm not going to lie, guys. Dude, I think roll 20 has it in for you, man. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> if it's got it in for anyone, it's got it in for me. I don't know. I've been rolling like... That's I've been fair. Rolling two, I rolled two nat 20s already this, uh, this session. We've gotten like four sessions, and I can't roll higher than like a 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is true. We're just persona right. non grata right now, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, what I uh, so um, uh, Sylvie with your natural twenty, uh, you're looking at this snake. This snake is mindless. This is a beast. This is some kind of a. I mean, it's, it's a monstrous creature, but it is. I mean, this is a naturally occurring creature. You you get the impression that this is not its natural habitat. That potentially, um, looking at it, you get the the impression maybe with jib jab having been so close that their curse attracted this creature in potentially from the lake or, um, you know, from maybe the deep places in the lake, uh, that this is a, a potentially uh, an after effect of Jib Jab having been in the area. Or alternate theory, this was a pet from somebody and their parents were like, you can't keep this and flushed it. Oh, I've heard that happens. And then they go giant. It's a real big problem. It's 100% true. And you also realize, Sylvie, um, you recognize uh, not necessarily what this is called, but you've heard, uh, you've read about snakes uh, 
out in the wild, these large snakes that have a, uh, a venom, not a venom, but it's like a, an oily coating that can turn uh, their opponents into stone. And uh, <gasps> you realize that uh, uh, Ornan was almost turned into a statue just now. Oh, jeez. Like, not like, not, not like paralyzed, like petrified. Oh, man. I wouldn't so. know what to do with that. We would have just had to lug your <laughs> petrified body around for a minute. Honestly, Ornan's the only one strong enough to carry stone Ornan. <laughs> well, Look, and when you are petrified. I turn into a statue, just toss me in my backpack, put the backpack on, and any of you can be just as strong as me. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, when you get, when you are petrified, your weight uh, increases uh, tenfold. To, yeah, or ten times. Is that tenfold? Is tenfold ten times the same thing? No, benfolds. So. <laughs> benfolds five. Yes, benfolds yes. five. Yes. Jesus, <laughs> I'm breaking up down slowly. Uh, Ornan can't weigh like too Ornan much. was almost a brick. He's. <laughs> That's true. I mean, true. but even if he only weighs 70 pounds, like, I can't lift 700 pounds, even in a fantasy. Yeah. Right. Mm. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, you all, after you are checking out this snake, trying to decide uh, kind of uh, maybe marching order, uh, how to go down these stairs. Um, uh, Magram, do you have a torch lit? Uh, I would pull one out and, like, uh, I have a small kind of flare, basically. All oh, right. Um, I'm, like I'm pretty sure flare. in the last episode we said you had a, a torch in here. The entire room engulfs in flames. <laughs> <laughs> the methane ignites. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's my light cantrip. I'm just reflavoring it to be like an, an actual chemical flare that he pulls out and strikes up. Okay, very good. Well, you guys descend down this spiral staircase. It goes down um, deep beneath the earth. Um, as you are going down, you can see that along the walls, there is like um, moss and grass growing in between the cracks of the stones. And um, after a little while, you come at down, it opens up into uh, a room. The room is, uh, you know, it's probably about like uh, 30 feet by 30 feet. Um, you can see that the ground is covered in not just moss and um, and like a, a whatever uh, algae, but also like grass is growing up uh, between the cracks. It is very, there's a lot of life down here. Um, growing up through the stones. Uh, you can see as you come down that in the center of this room, there is that same uh, sun motif that is in tile right in the center of the room. Uh, when, you, uh, when you look around the room, you can see that there are three doors that leave this room. There is a door on the western wall, a door on the southern wall, and a door on the eastern wall. Okay, quick, somebody, do you, does anybody see any black mold down here? <laughs> There is so much black mold. You don't even need to make a nature check or an, or an investigation check. There is so much black mold. As Mom soon as you start describing pulls this. on his plague mask. Like, <laughs> I, I can't tell the black mold from the old poo in here. Gee <laughs> will, will straight up put his visor down as if that's some kind of protection. <laughs> You can smell like the mildewy smell, kind of the moldy smell down here. Um, but it looks like the doors, the doors that are, um, they're all shut. All three of these doors are shut. It looks like they're made out of wood, but they are thick. Um, they are crumbling in places, uh, but they are definitely, um, they are definitely still enough to obstruct your view as to what is going on on the other sides of those doors. Hey, Paul, I need Prancival. Prancival came down here too. He's my brave little boy. He's so brave. Yes, sorry. Let me get you Prancival. Let me get you Prancifal. Woof. 
Oh, my brave little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you boop him, and he just runs around in a circle around your legs. <laughs> he is so cute. All right. Well, here you are in this room. It looks like there are also torches, um, uh, candles on the walls that are actually lit. They glow with this kind of unnatural blue light uh, that doesn't really pulsate or flicker at all. Um, and so it is kind of dimly lit down here. You recognize a similar, um, a similar uh, thing was uh, in some of the rooms in the uh, roadside ruins that you had discovered along the way to Redlam, uh, where some of these rooms were lit by magical torches. Okay. Are they, are they firmly affixed to the walls or can we take off the torch? Um, why don't you go and uh, give, me a, um, give me a strength check? Okay, strength. Ooh, uh, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> you go to pull it off the wall and it is stuck, uh, stuck fast. Uh, well, do you want me to open that door, Sylvie, or, or did you want to? So there is a door to the west, a door to the south, and there's a door to the east. The door to the east looks a little bit sturdier uh, and more substantial than the other two doors. Uh, I think Sylvie had walked over to the, the door over by the west and was just kind of going to push it open if she could. All right. Before anybody can say anything more, Sylvie just pushes the door open. And on the other side of the I door... I expected more resistance. I didn't <laughs> think that would work because it's so easily, but you know. I was busy trying to pull a torch off the wall, so I, I couldn't stop you. <laughs> As you push on the door, it actually falls off of the hinges. Oh, you meant resistance from the door itself. <laughs> oh, gee, Sylvie, you're way stronger than I thought. yes. yes. <laughs> no, there was no resistance. She was so speedy that nobody could stop her. Um, but I was going to say, yeah, there is. Um, the, it opens up. You can see that there is a room beyond. It looks like this room is um, longer east to west than it is um, north to south. There are columns that run down on either side of the center. Uh, it looks like this room is only about 25 feet uh, north to south, but it's about 40 or 50 feet uh, east to west, uh, there is, uh, as you look in, uh, from what you can see, there is, it looks like there's a staircase that is crumbling and broken that leads up to a platform. Uh, and on the platform, there is a statue that has also fallen down and crumbled with age. There are a couple more of these, um, of these torches that are lit, uh, these, uh, these ever burning magical torches. Uh, and you can see that there's also some like old rusted decaying candlesticks that are like a, yeah, candelabra that have been knocked over again, mold and moss and grass is growing all over the place in here. Well, lead the way. Yeah. I'll just kind of walk on in carefully not trying to make sure i don't step on any traps or anything and i'll kind of walk towards the statue at the uh west side of the room yeah as you start to walk in you get a better vantage of uh what is going on in this room uh i want everyone to make uh, insight or um, investigation or perception checks um and then i'll describe kind of what else you see uh this room the west end is kind of arched out it's a rounded wall and you can see that this that this uh platform with with the broken statue um it is probably about 10 feet off the ground it looks like the statue would have been pres like um uh potentially some kind of maybe a religious statue that you would look up to uh, in your worship. But again, this would be a very small chapel. Um, there's also a door on the north wall and a door on the south wall. I think this was my highest roll in like three sessions, but I got a 20 on the inside. <gasps> nice. Five on the inside, not to, not to one up yeah. here. But. Yours was investigation, Sylvie. Yeah, I rolled a two for a nine. 
<laughs> and nice. I rolled a seven for an eight. Um, with the 20 for insight uh, and the 20, uh, the 25 for investigation, I'd say Ornan and, and Sylvie, you guys are kind of uh, sticking together as you're looking around this room. I think you both kind of realize there are some broken clay jars over by the statue. Uh, you can see on the walls that there are these um, like little uh, fonts, these little uh, uh uh, bowls that are built into the wall that probably held, I mean, they still have water in them now. The water smells kind of stagnant and old, but um, potentially like a place to like wash hands or do some kind of ceremony. This is definitely a religious room. Um, as uh, Sylvie and Ornan are uh, examining over by the platform and they see this statue, they see that the statue was a statue of a woman um, with the high rolls that you got you also see that this statue of a woman um is different than the statues you saw in the previous ruins this is not a statue of saskia the last queen of Eclaria. this statue has the pointed ears of an elf is the architecture the same like like the statue i don't know vibes like is it like a greek or roman statue vibe um, it looks more worn with age and maybe a little bit more simple. So probably older than the statues uh, to Saskia, uh, statues of Saskia. Could this be the same drow goddess that we saw underneath Grimly Castle? If you can tell me what her name was, then I will say if you're right or not. <laughs> oh, her name was terrible. I mean, even it was, even, <laughs> it was even worse oh than Balo Thurp. <laughs> Hey, come on. Purpose. <laughs> you know, we need more merch and we need just a shirt and it says it has his picture and then it just says Balo Thurp. I think I love this guy. I think I remember her name, <laughs> but I don't remember how to say it. I knew it started it's with like, like an, an E Elia. It was like something like um um Okay, you know what? You guys are close enough. I'll just tell you. It is Ilistria. Oh, no. Ilistriae. Ilistriae. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That is is what you are... uh, You you guys are kind of talking about what you're seeing down here. And I would imagine that as you're looking at this, uh, uh, anyone... With your... With your great roles already, I'm not even going to make you make a religion or arcana check. It looks like this potentially was uh, the uh, like a feminine huntress with elvish ears, S- very similar to the statue of Ilus Trai that you saw beneath Grimly Castle. Yes, this is interesting. So, the, this statue is much older than the statues of Saskia. This was a human kingdom that apparently took over an area once ruled by drow or elves i guess it makes sense since our closest neighbors outside of via severia are elves right it's a kingdom of elves yeah they're just on the other side of the mountains to the north there are also there's also a dwarven kingdom uh to the east uh, and then there's like another a uh, human kingdom more, or like more whatever it's a plains uh, on the on the across the mountains to the west and then you have the island nation to the south but yeah, the, from where you are right now yes definitely the el the elvish nation is the closest yes all right, there is a door to the north and a door to the south as well. Uh, just a reminder. All right, well, I chose the last door, so somebody else's turn. Prancival picked the door to the north. Um, as you push on this door, it again opens up very easily. 
Beyond it, you can see that there is this large, uh, what looks like a living quarter, or at least it was at one point a living quarter. It's about 35 feet wide and 25 feet deep. There is um, a lot of this grass and these, uh, like, as you look at them more, go and make a nature check. I don't think it's going to take that much difficulty. Um, anybody who wants to make a nature check. But you see that there is this moss growing. There is this uh, these plants growing. You see an old, old, old bed. Uh, you can see that there is what looks like the remains of a table. I got a nat 20 on nature for 19. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Oh my gosh. As you are looking at this, Ornan, you're like, hmm, these plants all seem like the bottom of, um, of, uh, Carlin pond back home in Beregrad. Um, and you realize, oh, these are all plants that grow underwater. Like this is definitely an area that is flooded a lot of the time. Um, uh, yeah, you see like the remains of like some old furniture. You even see like a, a fireplace. Wait, wait. This place floods often, and we are down here in the middle of a downpour. Yes, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit nervous about being here. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> it's all good. I have these gloves that make me swim real well. <laughs> and and I your can strength is so fish. great. <laughs> You're great. Your strength is so great. You couldn't even pull a torch off the wall. <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean it was it's it's attached to the wall. All right, yeah, so this looks like this was an old um, an old uh, living quarters because as you look through this room, you see that most of the stuff is is not even recognizable as anything uh, substantial. You you kind of kick over some some detritus and uh, some of this uh, broken furniture and it looks like nothing of value is in this room, but somebody used to live here. I want you guys, if you're looking through this room, go ahead and make an investigation check as you as you sift through the detritus and the rubble here in this room. Gear rolled a five. Ooh, Malcolm got a 19. Sylvia rolled an 18. I want two nat 20s in a row for another 19. <laughs> yes, oh, redemption. Redemption. Nice. All right. Um, as you guys are sifting through some of this, some of this stuff, uh, most of the stuff you pick up just literally crumbles in your hands, or just with the foot of your of your boot, or the yeah, with the edge of your the toe of your boot. Um, but there is one thing that you find kind of tucked underneath where you imagine the desk or or table was. You find this little scrap of paper, probably I don't know, like maybe five inches by seven inches, uh, but kind of a jagged edge, like it was torn from something else. And as you kind of go to touch it, um, you uh, you're very very careful. You pick it up, uh, and um, I'm gonna have. Uh, well, let's see. You go and you pick it up, and you can see on the on one side of it. Really quick, who's picking it up? Yeah, who is picking it up? I, I don't know. I, I can I can pick it up. I mean, I wouldn't hesitate. Well, so. it would it would be Ornan or Magram because you guys had the highest scores. Yeah, uh, I, I'll do it. All right, Magram, as you go to pick up this scrap of paper, you're being very very careful. You can see as you pick it up, it does not crumble right away, and you look at it, um, and as you're holding it, um, you you get the uh, uh, impression that the the drawing on the other side looks to be um, a map of some sort, but only a part of a map. Um, I need people to... Um, Magram, as you're holding it, I want you to make an Arcana check. Um, sure. Let me... A 22. Whoa! As you are holding this paper, you you get the... You, you look at it and you're like, this paper should not still be in existence. This paper must have some other property to it. And as you kind of, you start to gently 
you know, kind of uh, move it a little bit more, trying to see where its resistances are, you feel that this paper is very strong and very resistant. And you recognize this is some sort of magical paper that is designed to survive forever. Um, and that also means that you recognize that this piece of this map was torn out or cut out on purpose. This would not have happened with age or with neglect. This was meant to be torn out of whatever larger piece it was a part of. Very interesting. I'd relay that to everybody kind of as I'm reviewing it. What does it look like a map of? Does it, I mean, do you recognize any of the features there, roads or topography? Why don't you make an investigation or a history check, um, Guy, as you're looking at it over Magram's shoulder? Or I could help Magram do that. <laughs> or you could help Magram do that. I'll do a, I'll do a history check. Okay. With advantage, then? Uh, yeah, with advantage. Ooh, nat 20 for a 25. <gasps> yes. All right, so uh, you passed, and you got a natural 20, so I will try to reward you appropriately. As you look at this map, you realize that this is actually a map of, uh, of somewhere underground. This is not... Uh, you know your classic trees and rivers this is cave systems this is it, it takes a while for you to kind of uh, recognize what it is um, but you also recognize with your natural 20 okay with your natural 20 um, you can start to see the edges of some words um, let me do one quick check let me just make sure I'm not um, I imagine Magrim right now is is like Bob Newby on the second season of uh, Stranger Things, going through the map. It's like, ah, oh, see, it avoids water here because it's caves. Do you guys do you guys remember that? Yes, 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 yes. You are Super Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. R.I.P. Bob. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, you. Um, okay. Let me. Let me just. Think on this for a second. I had to double check something. Let me just think on this for just a second. Take your time, Paul. You're good. So this chamber floods frequently. You said that's what it looks like. Uh, how long do you think we? Ha- how long do you think we have before the ew, the ooey gross water stuff starts to seep back in? Well, it would probably reach a tipping point and slowly go over, but it would be pretty steady. I don't think it would be a quick flood unless something happened. Um. They started coming in from a different place. Are there any, like, floodgates or anything that the city has in operation that would allow water to build and then release? Because that could also cause some issues. Yeah. yeah. Gee, I, I'm not familiar enough with the city to, to say one way or another. Well, damn it, Ornan! <laughs> I, I really... Whoa, Gee! I'm so oh sorry. I, 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 I didn't know you needed me to know this. <laughs> no, it's... Ornan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just really stressed out. I just don't want the poo on me. Then you should take a step to the right. You're standing in some right now. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Magram, as you are looking at this uh, scrap of map, you also see uh, some writing. It is in a language that you may or may not understand. What languages do you um, do you speak or read? Um, I speak or understand abyssal, celestial, common, and infernal. It is a language you do not understand. Can we all take a look at that to see? You sure can. What languages do you speak, Ornan? Common, deep speech, giant, and sylvan. It's a language you do not understand either. 
What about you, Gee, Sylvie? Gee will take a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Gee speaks common and thieves can't. That's it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I just speak common and gnomish. Uh, you don't have any extra languages as a wizard? Uh, hold on. Where am I here? I'm an elf that doesn't speak elvish. <laughs> <laughs> common, elvish, gnomish, goblin, and telepathy. Uh, okay. Telepathy. Were, cool. <laughs> As you were looking at this scrap of paper uh, next to your deep gnome friend, your human friend, and your elvish friend, you are the only one who recognizes that this is an elvish word. Um, <laughs> um, so as you're looking at this, you recognize that it says in elvish, kingdom of, I wrote it down here, kingdom of Tarsoran. And as you're looking at the map, you can see it looks like there is some kind of indication of a of a city um, uh, indicated on the map, and underneath it, it says it says kingdom of Tarsoran. I would I would definitely relay that. Um, does can we identify it? Can like as far as where it looks to be in our world? I mean, it it looks like it's underground. Um, so uh, I you can make a history check with a very high difficulty. I mean, I'm not going to get that, but I'll try it. Come on. Oh, that's a 17. Yeah. You um, you haven't done much research. 17 is very high, right, Paul? 17 is very high, but not high enough. You have not <laughs> done a lot of research into, like, other... Um, uh, I'm going to call it a different plane. It's not really a different plane, but it might as well be. It's it's so far like beneath the earth. You've heard tale of um, of these uh, civilizations that live underground. You know, drow. You know, uh, dwerger. Um, even like deep gnomes, like uh, uh, where um, Ornan grew up. Uh, that would be technically like deep down below the earth. And so, um, but even um, Ornan, if you want to make a history check as well. You can, because I think that you would be the only other person who might have heard of this. All right. But I don't think you can actually get it. You're probably right, because I rolled a six and got a five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, Ornan, you, uh, you're aware of kind of your, uh, your neighborhood, you know, your, uh, your surroundings from when you were living uh, down below the earth in um, Glimhaven. Um, and you have never heard of uh, of the kingdom of Tarsaren. You didn't get out much, I guess. For all I know, Glimhaven could have been in Tarsaren. I, I just didn't pay much attention to anything like that. Oh, man. The education system does not sound <laughs> great. I just killed who they told me to kill. That's right. They just pointed and I smashed. <laughs> I didn't even learn Elvish when I went to school. <laughs> and it, it was a charter school. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Very cool. All right. Uh, it looks like that is all there is to this room. Uh, there are many more doors down here to explore. Ornan will walk to the door across the way in that big um, room that they were in previously. Yeah. Kind With of in the that drow statue. Yeah. yeah. That sort of that worship room. Perfect. And, and I'll open that door. Yeah, I say we keep exploring. Yeah, as you open this door to the south, you can see that there is what looks like some sort of uh, a sanctuary, a religious sanctuary. There are benches along both sides of the wall. It's uh, it's about 50 feet uh, north to south and only about 25 feet wide. There is this central aisle down the middle, and there's like 10-foot benches on each side. Um, so like a total of 10 benches. And then at the far end, there is an altar. The altar looks like it has uh, seen better days. It looks like there was also some sort of a plinth or or statue or some sort of a religious icon that has since crumbled or decayed with age. It looks like the stone of the plinth is still there, 
but whatever icon was there has either rotted away uh, or, or been stolen, um, fallen over and broken something. You can see there's also these rusted, uh, decaying candelabra that have tipped over as well. This looks like some sort of a, of a worship room, uh, more of a place to like listen to sermons or be preached to. Can I take a look up at like the altar, see if there's anything like hidden up there or surviving? Uh, sure, go ahead. Make an investigation check. Uh, I rolled an eight. Um, you know, the, the altar itself was made of stone, but it has since like collapsed as well. It looks like it was hollowed out stone. And just for whatever reason, age and the water rushing in and rushing back out has um, has deteriorated whatever supports there were. And the altar has collapsed. Um, and uh, it looks like this is uh, just pretty much a uh, an, uh, uh, just a, a pile of rubble at this point. And that's really the only thing that would be able to uh, potentially hide or or hold something would have been this altar. Found nothing, everybody, and I'm obviously the authority on investigation checks. So, I could always, uh, I could always use my thunder spell to blow away the rubble if we want to. <laughs> well, Sylvie's debating that. I'm going to go back <laughs> into the worship room with the statue and start ritually casting detect magic. Okay, fantastic, um, Magrim. With your passive perception, you notice that as you are walking along down here, you hear a little splish, splish, splish as there's a little bit more water on the ground. Oh God! Ooh. Um, I will note that to everybody and say there's a little bit more water on the ground here. I don't know if perhaps the uh, spillway may be filling up. Maybe we should explore a little more quickly. Wasn't there a door you said that was a little bit uh, thicker? Yeah, in that first room that you came into, the you, you guys went into the door on the west side. There was a door to the south that looked like it was in rough shape, and then there was a door to the east that was uh, quite sturdy still. I will stop ritually casting detect magic because apparently we don't have time and I don't want to start drawing chalk circles and putting out in implements and trinkets uh, in poop the water. The water's just going to wash it away anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, you should guys. we split up and check these other rooms as quickly as, ca as we can? Sure. I'll take this I out. I think that's a good idea. I will pull out my toning rod and use that to detect magic a little bit show off i'll follow you Guy. okay so it looks like Guy and ornan are gonna head down in the south door whereas sylvie goes to the door to the east sylvie as you go to the door to the east and try to push on it it is locked fast oh heck Ooh, it's locked sounds like a job for me don't we have a key <laughs> that goes to everything or something I i've also got the boot i could give the door the boot Fine. I feel like I feel like the party doesn't need me anymore. <laughs> Mister deals seventeen damage with one Eldritch Blast. With one You're so good at picking locks too, which is crazy. Fine. Do the give it the boot. Give it the boot. All right. I'll, I'll All right. give it the boot. Okay, so Sylvia, you step back. Ornan gets in front of the door. Ornan, you're going to put that boot key into the uh, into the, the the keyhole. Yes. And you rolled a d20. What did you get? A uh, four on the d20. There is a poof as the door, poof, the lock explodes. Uh, now it is unable to ever be locked again, and the door swings open. Wow. All right. Well, we got it. Convenient. Okay, so we have uh, some people are moving. It looks like everyone is moving to the east except for Guy and Prancifal. I thought we were split. Oh, Fine. Sorry. I'll come no, with I'm you. I'm coming no. with. I'm coming back. <laughs> Honestly, Onan, I think that maybe we should bring someone who's good with investigation in each group. No offense. 
Yeah, that's probably not me. <laughs> all right. Well, as you, you guys have all moved, it looks like you guys are having this conversation as you've all moved into the chamber beyond that locked door. Uh, it looks like this chamber is about 25 feet by 35 feet. And on the far side, on the eastern wall, there is another door. That door is actually open. Actually, it's not a door. It's an archway. You can see through that archway, it opens up into another room. And you can see what looks like the remains of some furniture in there. Uh, but in this room that you are in right now... Um, it's pretty much empty, except it looks like on the floor to the north, on the north side of this room, there is a staircase moving further down uh, beneath the ground. Uh, Guy, as you go over and kind of look at the staircase, you can see that the water is filling the staircase completely to the point now where the top of the water in the staircase is uh, level with uh, the, the stones that you are standing on. And now as you look at that water, you can see that there is about an inch of water that you guys are standing in now. It has slowly been rising. On the staircase, uh, Guy, are there any markings that you recognize as far as like continuing to go down? Not that we can do that, but just wondering. Uh, yeah, I'll look. I'll look for any thieves can't markings. Uh, make an investigation check. Uh, that's an eighteen. That's not bad. Okay. No, that's a great investigation check. As you um, start looking around here, you realize that. Um, you actually have not seen any thieves camp markings uh, since that drainage room with the snake. Okay. You have not seen anything. Uh, you get the impression with that investigation that um, you guys may be the first people down here in a very long time. Like a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, looks like uh, Magram, you... Probably because people are smarter and they don't want to drown. Well, Magram, as you, yeah, that's very possible. Magram, as you move into the next room uh, that's further east, uh, you can see the ruins of some furniture. You also see there is a hallway heading to the south, and you can see that there is what looks like an old desk has just rotted away. You can see there is some sort of a bookshelf that is just uh, destroyed and covered in mold and plants. You see the remains of a chest, and then you see another chest that is immaculate. It is in perfect condition. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. At you first I was this... like, oh, jeez, it's a mimic. And then I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Still, jeez. <laughs> okay. You see this You see this chest that is in immaculate condition. Uh, you had your toning rod out earlier. Um, I never actually told you if you spotted anything. Ma- did, wait, did you get your toning rod out? I can't remember. I did, yeah. If, if you're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. Uh, at this point, the only things that you would have, I, I should have let you know sooner, the only things that you would have detected that were magic would be would have been those torches. Um, and then as you walk into this room, you see that this chest, this chest is not magic. Well, this chest is magical, yes. Um, and you can also detect some kind of magic coming out of the chest as well. Interesting. There's something magical about this if the immaculate condition did not give it away. Um, let's quickly see if we can open it and see what's inside. Well, if we're pressed for time, we can just toss it in my bag and keep on moving. Mm, not a bad idea. Let's do that. All right. In you go. All right. You take this chest and you pop it in your bag. Very good. All right. Um, as you guys continue to explore, heading down this little hallway to the south, Gee, stop moving so fast. Gosh. No, I, no I, the only reason why I kept moving so fast is because I recognized that I was going back to the room that I had tried to go in earlier with Ornan. Oh, gotcha. So okay. I was, so, so Guy was actually like, oh, I know where we are. And he started just moving ahead. I gotcha. Okay. That's so not as smart, you, bro. 
Well, you move into this room, this small room uh, to the south. You can see it's covered in plants and vines and not vines, plants and grass. It's very, very small. It looks like it's some, just some kind of like maybe it used to be a sitting room of some kind, but there's nothing left to it. And there is a door that leads back to the west and opens up into this large chamber that uh, the chamber is easily... Um, Gosh, it's like 70 feet from east to west and 40 feet from uh, from north to south. There are these alcoves on the south wall, and there are these statues in there. Guy, you are correct. You recognize that this is that room that you would have come into had you used the door to the south in that main room. Uh, but you have now made kind of a full circle, and you see these three statues in these alcoves. You see these large, probably... Uh, 12 to 15 foot tall statues of these predatory cats on the left and on the right. And in the center alcove, you see this massive 30 foot tall statue um, of, uh, of what looks like a woman. Uh, she is dressed regally. She has a crown on her head. Um, and if you guys want to make any kind of investigation checks, you guys can do that. Is she elfish? Go ahead and make an investigation check. Oh, wow. Uh, Margram got a 20. Gee got a 19. Sylvie got a 17. Ornan got a 17 as well. Wow, right. not bad, there guys. Okay, so here's what you guys it. see. As you are looking at these statues, um, the first thing you guys both know, or that you all notice as you are looking at these statues of the cats um, on the left and on the right, these are not cats. Um, they are cat form, but you see these tentacles coming off their backs these are displacer beasts there are two displacer beast statues on either side of this large 30 foot tall statue of this queen as you are looking at her you all instantly recognize elven ears also there is a plaque below the statue uh, on the front that looks like it is tarnished with age but as you kind of uh, rub it and kind of buff it out you can see that in elvish sylvie it says self-styled Queen Elsewin Sunseeker. And then underneath that it says Visionary. Underneath that it says Revolutionary. And underneath that it says Mother. And as you are looking at this statue, you see that on the right hand, there is a golden band on the ring finger of the right hand. And across the, uh, it, like in the left hand is kind of uh, against the lap and between the hand and the lap, um, you can see that there is this, like it looks like a like a folded up fan is in the hand of this statue on the left side. Magram, does that uh, ring and fan, do those look magical to your rod? There is a definite hum coming off of the ring and the fan, as well as the statues of the cats. Oh, jeez. Oh, f***. <laughs> Should we get ready for a fight or maybe ready for a run? I think, good news, guys. I think we're going to steal from this statue and run as fast as we can. I think with the flooding, it's not even worth the fight. Let's just roll tides, literally. Do you think we can outrun these giant predatory cat things? They're known for speed. I'm not I'm not familiar with them too well. Could they get through these doors? And you're known for being able to pass between. Have you seen have you seen cats like slink through tiny little spaces crawling under doors? They can move like I don't I don't know exactly how it is, but they can move from one place to another, so they can teleport. I don't think a door is going to stop them. 
I love how you guys are like, um, these must be statues that are gonna come alive and attack attack us again. It could be like a magical uh, gate or something. Yeah, that's, that's oh, all is that, that, is that what yeah, it is, Paul? That sounds like, is it a that's magic plausible, gate? Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, what, what's the school to, to pain town? What's the school of magic coming off of those statues, Paul? Um, <laughs> would that be... Um, transmutation? Uh, transmutation. <laughs> I think transmutation. <laughs> <laughs> what? It could be like, lots of things. Lots of things are transmutation. <laughs> All right. So this is this is where we are. Yeah, uh, the water We've is now. We've done this before. Let's do it again. The water is now two or three inches. Now it's starting to actually kind of lick up over the toes of your boots. Yeah, I say we we grab it and run. Okay. The problem is is that there's two of them. The statue is thirty feet tall, and um, we have to run through water. Last time, everybody was at the door waiting, and I grabbed the stuff, and I was able to just kind of pop out. I think we kind of do the same thing, and then we run like the devil. Do they, do they need to be able to see to teleport? I don't know. I do. Ooh, that's a good question. I would assume so. I can make some fog if that would help. Do these do these statues need to be able to see where they're going to teleport? They're statues, guys. Come on, they're statues. If they come to life, not part of you is like, yeah, displacer beasts have um, a weird displacement kind of ability. They just are naturally magical. Um, but the other part of you is like, these were constructed. All right, right. These are constructs. So I want, I want one of you to make an arcana check with advantage as you are helped by the others. I think uh, Sylvie, what do you think? I th- I've got a plus seven, so I can do that. If that's the best. Or, or I can, either way. I say we b- I say we both roll one. Can we do that? Yeah, you can both do that. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, sick. So I got a 24. <laughs> nice. Thank goodness, because I got a nat one for a nine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think Ornan, you're like, yeah, I mean, statues coming to life. It makes sense. They would move like automatons. Sylvie, you're like, these statues are incredibly well sculpted. These statues, just the, the uh, something about them, uh, you can almost see the grace and the, the fluidity of their movement. Um, you see no reason why uh, somebody who would craft these statues and potentially uh, magicify them uh, would not also be able to give them some sort of power similar to a displacer beast. So, Sylvia, you you think that you are actually on the right track, uh, thinking that there is potential for displacer beast um, uh, phenomenon occurring. But do I think that we could give them visibility impairment and have that hamper their teleportation? Um, With your Arcana check, uh, you would know... Let me just check this real quick... Because, like, I really don't know. I, I like, metagaming, I honestly, I have no idea. You would know with your with your Arcana check that sometimes these types of constructs uh, don't need to be actually be able to see you. They can just be kind of innately intuit where you are. And sometimes they're just able to see really, really well. Uh, you would know that a lot of constructs that are built uh, don't actually need a lot of light, but there is light in here already. So uh, we're talking dark vision and then potentially blind sight. All right. Yeah, I don't think we're going to really be able to just uh, fog fog our way out of here. All right. Well, 
What if uh, I stay by the door and as soon as, as Guy gets through, I shut it and the two of us run on our way out of here? Okay, there's two things. I'm wondering if we take one, that only one of the statues would come to life, and then so we could take them on one at a time, potentially. I think we can handle them. I don't, we don't have time to take them on. The, the water's filling up here. It's probably six inches deep by now. Yeah, the water is now rising up above your ankles. Um, it, it, here's the deal. Uh, we're at the point now where um, uh, you're going to start dealing with a difficult terrain uh, shortly. But so will they. Is it up to Guy and Magrum's ankles or Ornan and Sylvie's ankles? Um, you know, I imagine <laughs> that like, like, you know how like hobbits have like big hairy feet. I imagine that like gnomes have kind of normal sized feet too. So every, over everybody's ankles. Your feet are massive, and then then your bodies get really small. <laughs> All right, let's just grab it. I say we each just grab one. Uh, Sophie will walk up and be like, I'm ready to grab this ring, if you will. So the ring is going to be 15 feet up off the ground. Oh. and the Sorry, the fan is 15 feet up off the ground. The ring is actually more like 20 feet up off the ground. Sophie is going to cast her uh, spider climb. Oh, <laughs> Okay, she cast spider even climb. If we, even if we run, even if we take them and run, we still have to go up all the winding stairs and they will be following us. And they'll be hacking at me the whole way. I'll stand in the way. Don't worry. I, no, I think that this is like, this would be the place to face them here. I don't want, I think we can face displacer beast, but we can't face water, dude. Let's move to a smaller room, maybe where, where we, it's harder for them to move around. All right, you little ones, as you guys start to move to the next room or to find a smaller place, Ornan and Sylvie, you guys now need to make um, athletics checks in order to uh, uh, not be uh, having difficult terrain as you move through the water. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not great. Okay. All right, Sylvie got a 13. Ornan also got a 13. Aw. You can feel it dragging on your legs, but right now you feel like you still are able to move normally. So is Sylvie, Sylvie, you're grabbing the fan? Well, were you guys cool with that? I didn't do anything because you guys kind of panicked. Ornan is not even in the room anymore at this point. I'm waiting to close this door behind us. All right, I'm just going to grab the ring and the fan if I can, but... Wait, so here's what we're going to do. So Whichever one I guess. Surprise. Here's the deal. Everybody can do one turn right now before we roll initiative. Okay. So Sylvie's grabbing the fan. She's Sylvia's walking up the statue and grabbing the fan. That is your turn. Okay. Guy's going to pass between up to the top of the arm to grab the ring. Okay. That is your turn. Magram and Ornan, what are you guys doing? I'm going to... So we got the boots uh, last time, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, Magram has those on. And he's going to click his heels together to activate them as a bonus action so to double his movement speed. Okay. And I think he's just going to be getting ready to dash and run as much as he can. Oh, also, Prancible's already heading up the stairs. Gotcha. Okay. Looks like Magrim is all the way back by the stairs as well. Or- Ornan is going to get big and summon Ephos. Okay. Uh, something about Ephos swarming around you, uh, even though he's not physical, moves the water uh, away from your feet and you are actually able to now move around in the water normally, at least for the time being. Let's roll initiative. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Ornan got a three. Sylvie got 19. 
Guy also got a 19. Mogren rolled double 14s again on his <laughs> roll. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's the point of having advantage if you always roll the same number or within one of, e- of that number? <laughs> yeah, apparently my roll 20 hasn't got the memo that there should be a difference. As Sylvie grabs the fan and Guy grabs the ring, there is this, like, it's it's like a little pop. It's a pop that you recognize as being arcane in nature, and suddenly, suddenly the Displacer Beast statue to the left turns its head, and the Displacer Beast statue to the right has tentacles that crack out over its head. And we are going to start up at the top of the initiative with Guy as these statues come to life. Guy, what are you going to do? You are standing on the arm of this 30-foot statue. You are probably 20, 25 feet up in the air. Okay. Uh, Guy is going to bonus action, pass between, back down to the ground. Okay. And now I can see one of these displacer beasts. Um the one on the left and I'm going to go ahead and kind of want to be here for oh I know Sylvie you you have ways to get out never mind um I'm just gonna go ahead and then uh do these displacer beasts still look like they're stone they are still made out of stone yes they are they are just moving as you see them starting to move the stone it grinds like a construct but it's elegant and almost and it's very feline in its in its motion it's okay. not quite natural, but not quite robot. All right. So um, I go ahead and I'll say Rupdis and do a charged arcane burst. Um, and uh, it'll have disadvantage on a DC 15 con saving throw because it's made out of inorganic material. Okay. It ruled a, a constitution. It ruled a seven. Okay. Well, it takes 18 thunder damage. Nice. And then for the re- for my movement, I'm going to go ahead and move in back behind Ornan, who's guarding the door. So I'm up here right next to Mogram. Fantastic. All right. That brings us now to Sylvie. Sylvie, you are 20 feet up in the air, uh, right by the uh, the fan, uh, the, the left hand of this statue, as you are kind of standing, you know, uh, 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 horizontally off the side of this statue you can hear the grinding of the uh, of the statues coming to life to your left and to your right you can't see them because you're in this little alcove but you can hear uh, what is going on okay um am I I'm 20 feet up you said you're 20 feet up yep okay Hmm. but you still have spider climb right but I would have to I still can only go like 25 feet so I could still only move like over here-ish make an insight check it's a six okay all right okay so I will cruise on over that direction uh let me see yeah so I'm within 10 feet of this dude so I'm going to then do a thunder step okay so this guy's got to make a constitution of 15 uh that is uh that's a, that's an eight it's gonna fail <laughs> nice okay perfect and then that is gonna be 3d10 damage for 14 all right and then i'm going to transport myself pretty much as far as i can see past like so i'll be a little bit past ornan if i can Gotcha. You're, you're kind of in the center of the room right by the staircase that goes uh, back up to the drainage chamber. Fantastic. Perfect. All right. That's it. 
cool. So you you bamf out of there. Thunderous noise reverberates uh, through this uh, through this chamber. Um, Magram, it is your turn. What are you going to do? You are way back by the staircase going up. You can see Pranciful's cute little butt climbing up the stairs already. And he's slipping on, on the slippery stairs, and it's super <laughs> cute. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I probably would... I mean, I'd, I'd start moving up the stairs um, at my accelerated speed with these boots on, but I'm going to have, like, instead of using my dash action and getting way too far ahead of everybody, I'm going to have a prepared paralytic dart action. So that way, if I see these displacer beasts, once they, like, enter my range of attack, I mm-hmm. launch a paralytic dart to try to paralyze them. Okay. Fantastic. That is good because the next thing that's going to happen is it is the displacer beast on the left, this statue. It is its turn first, the one that's closest to you, and it has a movement speed of 45, 10, 15, 20, 25. You can see, even though it's large in size, it squeezes like a cat through this little hallway to the doorway right up to Ornan. Ornan. You have got well. You have a you have a prepared action. What are you going to do first? Well, I was going to shut the door. Oh, is that what you were going to do? You were going to shut the door. That was your prepared action. Yeah, the door's shut. Okay, the door is shut. As you recall, these doors are not substantial. Um, as you shut the door and turn around, hey guys, I shut the door um, with the first attack from this displacer beast. Uh, a tentacle slashes out and destroys the rest of the door and it didn't work hey that was <laughs> one attack you didn't have to take the second attack is coming <laughs> your way um, it is going to be only a 13 to hit does that hit you that does not hit okay uh, that is this beast's turn Ornan it is your turn what are you going to do well, I, I can't shut the door again but uh I'm going to give it a whack. We'll see what happens. Ornan reaches for his war pick, but his hand moves to the short sword again. And he okay. attacks with the short sword. Oh, man. First one's an 11 to hit. That probably misses. That is going to miss. Do, do these guys have the same displacer beast thing where we have disadvantage until they get hit? Oh, yes. It does. Yes. It, it's kind of hard to focus on this on this beast. So you have a disadvantage on this attack anyway. Okay. So then I'll... Uh, this next one, I'll, I'll roll with disadvantage. Oh, man. And another, another 11 to hit. Jeez. Okay. That um, is going to miss. I'm going to spin the shaft and take two more strikes. We'll see if I can do it. Uh, 14 to hit. That will also... You feel like you're connecting, but you're hitting stone, and it is okay. not uh, not doing any damage. All right, last try. A 13. That also misses. Bummer. That will also Jeez. miss. Yes. Okay. Well, eh. That's no good. I can't hit it. All right. And that now brings us to the other statue. It is going to move. 510. I I think that the only person who could see it is Ornan. And Ornan, you lose sight of it. Oh, no. I don't see the other one. The other way. As it dashes, and then, and then, as you, so you're facing this displacer beast in the uh, kind of in the doorway to the south, and Ornan, you glance to the east, and you see that coming around uh, through the other chambers, you can see probably about one round away from you is the other displacer beast moving through these other chambers, and that is the end of this round. And I need at this point Sylvie athletics check. 
Well, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, 11. 11. Sylvie, it is now difficult terrain for you to move like through you're a bad this. person and DM. Um, and I need, I need, uh, I need Guy and Magrum to make athletic checks with advantage as you guys are, are taller. Uh, Guy got a 13. And I got a, uh, Magrum got a 19. Um, as uh, you guys are moving, th- actually, I need um, Ornan to make one too with advantage. Uh, Magrum and Guy, though, you are not being restricted by the water rising in this chamber. Ornan also got a 19. Okay, and neither are you, Ornan. Man, All right. taking it out the small guy. Uh, top of the round, Guy, it is your turn again. Okay. Um, you see this this statue as it is coming towards Ornan. You see it moving unnaturally, like uh, almost like um, the, the white-haired dudes from The Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> right? How they kind of glitch, <laughs> you know? That's what this displacer beast is doing as it is uh, as as it is uh, being confronted by Ornan. White guy dreads twins. Yes. <laughs> I believe they were just called the twins, but you know, they, but they, they were white yeah. guys with dreads. Um, <laughs> they were. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say, I don't think we can outrun them. And I'm going to actually come up and stand in front of this other door. Okay. And seeing this, the displacer beast through the doorway, I'm going to go ahead and launch some arcane bursts okay. at it. Okay. Okay. Here we go with disadvantage for the first one. Uh, that's a 10 that and with disadvantage for the second one that is a 14 uh, that will also miss it it bounces off of this thing's stone hide alright okay. alright well I'm, sta- I'm positioned there at the door alright Sylvie it is your turn man Sylvie I think is gonna yo I don't think we can fight them uh, and I I Sorry, dude. I think she's just going to cruise on up those stairs as far as she can get. All right, Sylvie, it's 10. Once you get onto the stairs, you're able to not be in difficult terrain. Uh, we'll say, Sylvie, at the end of your next turn, or at the beginning of your next turn, you can move off the map. All right. So, yeah, I'll just hang out at this as pretty much like at the edge of that where I can kind of hear things. Um, okay. But, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I'll be okay. for now. So, you're, you're using the, uh, your, the dash action as well to get as far up as you can? Yeah, I mean, like, again, okay. like, I mean, I want to be within, like, hearing range, like, if somebody's going to die, but, like, gotcha. I, I don't want these displacer beasts to be able to catch up with me. Right. All right, Mogram, your turn. Oof, okay. Um, I think Mogram's like, crap, crap, okay, fine, if we're going to do this, um, I'm going to walk up kind of 10 feet or so from where I was standing so that way I'm not within immediate threat range of the dis- the displacer beast that uh, Ornan is kind of standing in front of the path of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see down the hall over the shoulder of Guy off to my, you know, where I'm facing off to my left mm-hmm. um, towards the east. And I can see the other displacer beast over there. I think what I'm going to do is call up Kelimvor's Swirling Ether. Oh, nice. Which should impact the displacer beast in the hallway directly in front of Ornan currently. Yes, definitely. And if one gets in the hallway in front of Gi, that one will also be hit within that aura. Okay. 
Yep, you're exactly right. Yep, your uh, your aura uh, nice. fills this area. Uh, any any of these statues that come towards you will have to make saves, or else they will be. Well, I mean, they're going to take damage anyway. But yes, it, it does seem to be working. All right, and that is now uh, the displacer beast to the south. This giant statue is going to. I say giant. It's it's about the same size as an actual displacer beast. Uh, large size, like horse size, or like a large, like a lion type of a size. Um, as Not it something lashes, I want to fight. <laughs> as it lashes out again at Ornan. Ornan. Does it need to make a save? Oh yeah, make, it needs to make a save. Okay, that is going to be. Oh, it's going to fail. How much damage does it take? Um, it will oh. take. Let me roll the dice. Seventeen radiant damage. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Big hit. You see you see stones starting to chip away off of this thing um, as it is standing in this aura. But two attacks are coming at Ornan. We have got a 20 and a 21. Those will both hit. Okay. As you are struck, it is going to be... Oh, not very much at all. That's only going to be 10 damage. It's actually oh. going to be... Um, uh, uh, seven... Uh, bludgeoning damage and three piercing damage. Oh, that's the first. That, that that's the first attack. Yeah, that's fine. Would my feet go? Uh, since it's bludgeoning and piercing, would my damage reduction reduce? It would both just. Of those? It's still just one attack. It's just okay. you're you're getting hit with something that's heavy and spiked, and so it's okay. still just one okay. attack. So you cool. still take less damage. The second attack uh, also hits you, and that one's going to be a whopping eleven damage. Uh, nice. So not very much more. Uh, okay. So I think that's going to be eight damage from that hit as well. Okay. Ornan, it's your turn. This beast is in front of you, shifting and, and shimmering in front of you. Alright, I'm gonna take some strikes. We'll see if uh, what's this, like the fifth time the charm? Yes. It is. It is the charm. <gasps> 26! Or pardon me, 23 Ooh, to hit. 23, that will hit. Yes, it will. Okay, for 9 piercing damage. Okay. And now you don't have disadvantage yeah then an additional six as ethos bites it okay and then i'm gonna strike at it with my my left hand the skeletal uh, stump okay and do an additional seven fire damage and it has to make a strength dc 14 save or be restrained it rolled a natural 15 it is not <laughs> restrained Okay. But this thing is in rough shape. Okay. Like I'm gonna, very bad shape. I'm going to strike at it with my second attack and we'll see if I can finish this thing. Okay. A 17 to hit. With disadvantage, please. Wait, no, no, because you hit it once. Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. Yes. You're right. My bad. Yes, a 17. That will hit. For 10 piercing damage. As you strike this uh, this this statue, as it starts to it, the first strike, you manage to slip past its natural um, its natural uh, 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 white guy dreadlock defense. Language and faux spirituality. It's like this. It's it's, it's this displacement, uh, like uh, oscillating back and forth between uh, two different positions. You manage to strike it as it oscillates right uh, in front of you, and then it's like Rasta it shuts Steve. down. And then you hit it with the second one, and it crumbles to to rubble as this first displacement. It never got to use its straight razor on you. <laughs> Didn't they have straight razors, those twins? I don't yes, remember. They did. 
Yes, they did. All right. Well, that is uh, Ornan's turn. Very good. Are you going to move or are you going to stay put? Um, Ornan, I'm going to shuffle. Well, I can't really fit up there as well. Um, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay put for now. These kitties aren't as tough as they look. We've we've got it, Sylvie. All right. It is now the second. Dis- we did hit it with a couple spells before it came up to the room. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. It is this displacer beast to the east. This only one that's still standing. It it uh, with feline grace. It pounces towards uh, Guy with tentacles whipping out at your face. That is going to be two attacks. Actually, first it has to make a save because it entered into Magram's radius. That is going to be a uh, an eleven. So how much damage does it take from entering your uh, miasma of Kelimvor? Uh Only nine damage this time. Nine damage and then two strikes coming at Gi. Ten or a 25? 25 will definitely hit. Okay, that is going to be uh, 11 bludgeoning damage and six piercing damage. Oh, shoot. Much, much better rolls than against Ornan. Okay. That is one hit uh, against you. All right, we are now back up to the top of the... Actually, so we're at the bottom of the round. I need... Magrum and Gi and Ornan to make athletic checks, this time straight. That's in that one. Ornan got a 23. Magrum got a 12. Okay. Magrum, you barely make it as you feel this water dragging at your legs. Gi, you feel slowed down by this, by the water as it is filling up the chamber. It is now, um, Ornan, it would be up past your waist if you were not kind of being, the water is kind of being deflected around you by this essence of the purple worm. Uh, somehow it's giving you energy or strength somehow. Gi, it is up to your knees. Um, Gi and Magram, it is up to your knees. At the end of the round, Gi, I need you to make a perception check. Ooh, okay, perception. That is only a nine. Okay, Guy, thank you for making that uh, perception check. Uh, you are completely distracted by this displacer beast. You are now restricted in your movements, but it is your turn. This displacer beast is right in front of you. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and pass between, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, um, Onan, I'd like to switch you spots, please. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and uh, pop back 30 feet. Oh, <laughs> pop back 30 feet uh, to... Um, behind Ornan, um, and I'm going to go ahead and also launch some arcane bursts at this guy with disadvantage. First one is an 11, and the second one is a... Ooh, a 21. Oh, wow. That changes this whole fight. All right, with a 21, that does hit. How much damage? Five. (laughs) Five damage. (laughs) I rolled a one. I rolled a one, so it's five damage. You see, it's it's uh, you see the displacement fe- uh, like uh, attribute of this statue as it shifts between realities. You see it shut down. You see the the almost like the statue kind of stumbles a little bit, and now it is one solid statue as it looks at you and lets out what should be a growl as it opens its mouth in a very feline, uh, you know, lion type of a way, and no noise at all. Sylvie, it is your turn. It can't growl because it's a robot. <laughs> Sylvie is going to walk down the stairs. How far can she go before it starts to get like difficult terrain? Uh, at this point? Bottom step, basically. You can okay. use five feet to get to the bottom of the stairs here, and then now it's difficult terrain. Okay, so I will stand. Oh, hell, I can't see the. All right. Um, 
And difficult terrain is what, 50% of movement? Yeah, so it's going to take you 10 feet to move the next square, yeah. You know what? Honestly, dude, at this point, I can't really get to it at the anyway, so I will hang out on the stairs and say, I'm here for support if you need help with the other one. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to Magram. Magram, what are you going to do? Um, okay, I am going to... Okay, I'm going to first toss a white phosphorus capsule at okay. it. Um, it needs to make a DC 15. Well, yeah, yeah, it's fine. A DC 15 deck save. I was trying to decide if I should do a different one that uses wisdom, but it is what it is. Okay. It rolled, uh, as far as decks, it rolled a five. Got it. So it will take 13 damage from the phosphorus capsule as that bursts. It seems it seems less effective than it should. Ah, okay. Um, and then um, Margram will say, okay, this time, this time I'm bringing you out on purpose and I'm going to bring out the hinky punk and it's going oh, to okay. kind of fly out of Margram's like chest basically and <laughs> position itself right here in the doorway. Okay. And we'll go ahead and make an attack at that creature as well. Okay, roll it straight. 26 to hit. That will hit, yes. For six force damage. All right, and now that brings us to Ornan. Ornan, this hinky punk, I'll say you can share its space because it's kind of okay. incorporeal. Okay. If you want to get that close to its reaching tentacles. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I'm on the other side of the room from the hinky punk, and I'm feeling good about that decision. Didn't we establish last session that, you know, we're all good with tentacles? Or maybe that got cut. <laughs> it was an outtake. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah. Uh, Ornan will run up to it and start taking some attacks. Okay. Roll them straight. The first one is a 22 to hit. That'll hit. For 12 damage. Okay. And the second one is a 14 to hit. I meant to add the D6 ethos on that first one. The second one is a 14 to hit, so that'll miss. That will miss. And Ephos uh, will bite it for an additional four, so 16 total on that on that one. All right. Uh, very good. Anything else you want to do before it's this thing's turn? Um, Ornan is going to uncork his mycelium mead and take a quick swig and say, all right, I'm, I'm ready for you to hit me. And heal 10 help, uh, hit points. Oh, nice. All right because it's now its turn. You see as it lets out what should be a growl and no sound comes out, suddenly it starts to shake and oscillate back and forth again, uh, regaining its displacement feature. Two attacks coming at you, Ornan. That is going to be an 11 or a 10. I'm guessing those both miss. Those both miss, yeah. All right. I need um, Guy and Magram and... Actually, not Guy. You're already restricted. Magram and Ornan make athletic checks. Magram got a three on that athletics check. Ornan got a 17 on it. Magram, you are now restricted in your movements. Uh, you and Guy now move half speed. Ornan can still move normal speed as the water continues to rise. It is now mid-thigh on Guy and Magram. This room is filling fast. That was in six seconds. This thing is like, yeah. This is going to cover my head pretty quick here. All right. Uh, brings us to the top of the round. Gee, it is your turn. This Displacer Beast statue has its uh, 
its uh, displacement field back uh, back activated. Quick question: Did that displacer beast uh, take the damage from my ether on its turn? <gasps> it did not. It rolled. It did not save. So, what? How much damage does it take? Ooh, fourteen more radiant damage. Nice. Okay, but it's but it's uh, it's uh, displacement field is still working. All right, Gee, it is your turn. Okay. What are you gonna do? Okay, uh, arcane bursts. Ruptis, uh, first one would have been a nat twenty, but it's only a twelve. That will miss. And second one is uh, thirteen. Jeez, that will miss as well. All right, that's my turn. Sylvie, you are here on the bottom of the steps. You see, uh, you see, um, Wilhelm and two of his associates seem to be having some trouble with this last statue. All right, Sylvie will step down. Um, I think pretty much as far as she can go, just so she could just kind of barely see the displacer beast, and will try to send a bitch bolt its way. It has advantage. Or you have disadvantage on this roll. All right. Well, that's not great, but I got a. Actually, I got a 23. Oh, very good. Fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and um, roll some damage? Two, two damage. Two damage, <laughs> but it stops its uh, displacement feature. It, it again becomes more solid and easier to hit nice. for Magrum and Ornan. All right. Very good. Uh, Magrum, it is your turn. Um. Okay. I am going to pull out one of my little bandolier clips of darts and launch a bunch of irradiated hand crossbow darts at this thing. Um, That is a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Four. Please be good. 14 damage. Okay. And then my hinky punk will attack it as well for a 22 to hit. That will hit. Or 10 force damage. Nice. This thing is falling apart, but it is still standing. And Ornan, it is your turn. You face off against this statue here in this doorway. What are you going to do? Ornan's going to keep striking out at it. His first one is a 10 to hit. That'll miss. Come on. And his second one is an 11. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This thing will not die. Okay. It is now the Displacer Beast's turn, and it is going to strike out again. At, actually, first it's going to make a save and fail. How much damage Ooh. does it take from your aura? Come on, Margaret. big money. 17 radiant damage. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. You only needed to deal three to destroy oh, this thing. Oh, As geez. this thing is fighting and and its tentacles are whipping out, trying to get it Ornan uh, and hitting a couple of times, it suddenly turns Ooh. into rubble, falling apart, dust, and it just sinks down below the surface of the water. As you are standing here, oh, we are going to cue victory music. As you stand here, Ornan, you are standing in the doorway. Make a perception check for me. Oh, man, I'm not great at these. Hey, but I got a 17. Oh, nice. Ornan, as you are standing in the water, it is now up over your shoulders. Sylvie needs to get out of the water or else it will be over her head. Ornan, you have the power of this purple worm that's keeping you afloat somehow, but you feel like it is going to start dragging you down if you're not careful as well. But... 
from the doorway, there is a broken staircase that goes further down uh, below this level. You hear voices coming from that room. It is what? a language you do not understand. It sounds very distant, but you- I'm gonna cast Rosetta Stone on myself so I can understand the languages. <laughs> Rosetta Stone. <laughs> oh my gosh. You are very, we are ending right now, so you can, you can wait for that. <laughs> um, Damn it. Um, you hear voices. Uh, Ornan, you don't understand the language, but you recognize the tone of alarm and almost like a rallying cry coming from that room. Uh, that is where we are going to stop for tonight. Jeez. Oh, man. As you recall, that room is now underwater, um, <laughs> and something is coming into that room from down below. Oh, man. Hey, Sabrina, you and I need to share spell books for a little bit. I can. I, I want to copy down your Rosetta Stone spell into my book. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Bruh. you guys. Well, hey, thank you for playing and exploring some more of these old Oclarian ruins, potentially. Uh, anyway, uh, don't forget, guys, go to our shop. Go find some buttons for Wilhelm and Associates. And if you haven't gotten your Campaign 1 buttons yet, or if you haven't listened to Campaign 1 yet, go listen to Campaign 1 and buy some buttons. Anyway, until we get together next time, we hope you have a great time.